I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. This is Apologies Accepted, the podcast. The podcast. And I'm not Theo. And I am not Juliet, uh, nor anybody else. And we definitely have some lag going on, so hopefully that'll improve during the podcast, and Brent can take care of that on the back end uh, in the meantime. Um, What's shaking bacon, Mr. Theo? You know, I've... So boring. God, nothing. Nothing is happening. I haven't done anything <laughs> cool. Um, the coolest thing we did was somebody told me about this um, little Asian shopping center that's about a mile from my house. There's another one that's oh. like five miles from my house. And it's mm-hmm. a long road and there's a lot of red lights and to paint them to get up there. And it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But when I get there, it's cool. It's just it, sometimes I just don't feel like dealing with all the red lights and cars and the mm-hmm. so this one that's a mile from the house is great cute it's got a bakery lots of little restaurants it's got a big grocery oh. store so very very happy about all of that and we went for dinner um friday night to the korean barbecue place it's in this parking lot and forever in my mind now i'm just gonna mm-hmm. be calling it the chinese parking lot it's <laughs> no reason other than it's a lot of chinese restaurants all sort of the the parking lot's the center point and then the strip mall encircles the parking lot and that's not a weird concept but for whatever reason it's just very weird to me um so anyway we went for dinner on friday night and uh they had robot servers so fun yeah um i mean is, is it a robot sure but really what it is, it's like a trolley <laughs> cart on wheels and uh-huh. it comes over and it stops at your table and then it gives you a number and the number that it gives you is the tray that your food is on. So if you get a number one, your uh-huh. food is on tray number one. So our robot came up to us, the entire, all the trays were empty, but there was a single piece of meat just laying on a tray, no plate, <laughs> just flopped right there right on tray (laughs) three but the robot was telling me that my food was on tray one so i flagged down the very human waiter and i was like Mm -hmm. hi is that my meat and he was like oh i'm so sorry i'll go get it for you i don't know what happened um so that was fun um and then we had the Mm -hmm. human waiter for the rest of the evening which was great so i guess the robots uh were on strike um yeah and then <laughs> dinner for two i would say take a guess but I'll, I'll just say um it was not an expensive place it was not a fancy place mm-hmm. um a step up mm-hmm. from a hole in the wall maybe two steps up from a hole mm-hmm. in the wall right 185 dollars. we had two beers oh my god uh-huh. really yep now that's with tip oh, shit. and the tip 
Uh, it was 20 percent today. 20. Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn. Yep. Did you eat a lot of meat? No. Well, we did order. Like a lot of we meat? We did order uh, two of like the tasting menus, which admittedly were uh-huh. uh, 60 bucks each. And so, okay, that maybe was a bit of an indulgence there. Uh-huh. So it's not hard for me in my head to go from, all right, two meals at 60, 120, two beers each. I don't know how much the beer was, right? Uh, tip. Great. Um, yeah. Never eating out again. I don't know why in my head I expected to be 80 bucks when both meals were 60, but there we go. Bad at math. (laughs) Still, though, that's uh, 120, and then, well, I guess there's a tip and everything on top of that and beer, but God, that just seems expensive for a place like that. For a Korean barbecue, that's a exactly lot of money. yes. Thank you for thank you for carrying me over the finish line where the point was. It was a lot that's of money. Absolutely right. That's it. Yeah. All I'm gonna do is complain. Um, yeah, we're looking for a house. That's fun. Nobody wants to hear about that. Other people's house hunting problems right. are their own problems. Um, but basically, the only house we can find is falling apart. And it seems like that's the one we're gonna <laughs> buy. Um, and more about that if and when it uh, if and when it happens. So what about you? What's shaking bacon? Right, we'll expect an update. Um, I went to see Tori Amos uh, Wednesday, yes. last Wednesday, and it was it was interesting. Um, so that she had some a couple or three people, um, a trio opening up for her, which was kind of boring. Um, but and she came on and she dedicated the show to Sinead O'Connor, who had just died that day, um, which was sweet. And she actually sang a couple of Sinead O'Connor songs, a couple of the lesser known songs, um, and that was nice. Um, and where I was sitting, unfortunately, was against two walls. Basically, I was I like got one of the last seats that was available, and it was in the very far back left, um, and it was right up against the walls, and so it was really echoey, kind of, and it, the sound wasn't really that good. So uh, that that was kind of disappointing. Um, I should have tried to move, but I didn't. Um, but she was really good. She was really animated and and very obviously very talented, which we already knew. And she sang, uh, you know, some of the the hit songs that everyone loves, and uh, it was good. I really enjoyed it. I thought I thought it was great. Um, yeah, so that was that. Oh, that's great. Um, and you've seen her a number of times, right? I have seen her three or four times, um, yes. And I will say, and I've shared this on the pod, um, that one of the best concerts I've ever been to, actually my best memory of a concert, is Tori Amos at Hollywood Bowl, mm-hmm. um, where she was performing and oh wow! I somebody bet that was, awesome. was playing a, a wind instrument in the hills on their, I imagine, yeah. on their patio of their home, and uh, and you could he- you could hear it quite clearly, right? There's twenty thousand people in the amphitheater, so I don't I don't know if the homeowner is just so fucking sick of concerts at the Hollywood Bowl that they set up uh-huh. a sound system. To like fuck with the artist, but whatever um, this uh, this wind instrument, and Tori Amos goes, "Oh, what a sweet little piccolo!" And then she started trying uh-huh. to match the tune that the piccolo was playing. She's and um, uh-huh. she did for a little bit, and then it stopped. And she's like, "Oh, uh-huh. we scared it away." But it was just such a beautiful <laughs> moment. I feel like I was alone so nice. with Tori Amos. Even though there were nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine other people around me, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, so you know, when I'm eighty five, I'm going to tell everybody about that time I had dinner with Tori Amos and she played the piccolo because my brain <laughs> will just be a 
mess by then. What a long story about me. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, no, I enjoyed the Toriyama show. And, and then the other thing I've been doing is I joined a gym and I actually went to two classes, which were very easy yoga classes, um, which is about my speed because I was a little bit sore the next day. Um, but that's good that I went. Um, I'm going to go to Pilates tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's Monday. Oh, no. And then go back to the... What? Pilates, Pilates isn't hard. Oh, uh, that sounds so painful. Have you done Pilates? Not on purpose. Okay. Well, have you done it by accident? <laughs> Probably. I like I. <laughs> I know it's a lot of laying down and kicking your legs out, and it just sounds really hard. It's not hard. I've done it before, and well, when I when I've done it before, it wasn't hard, so I'm not afraid to do it now. It's um, it's. I mean, it can be challenging, I guess, but well, that's really all I've got going on right now. That's all the bacon. Well, that's all. We're going to have to change the name from what shake and bacon to I, what's a what's a healthy alternative to bacon that rhymes. With any, I can't think of anything right now. Vegan bacon? The most toast? No. <laughs> let's shake it vegan bacon. Okay, let's talk about the story. Um, I think we've still got some lag going on, so we'll deal with that as, as, as we can. Um, so this week, um, a 25-year-old Alabama nursing student named Carly Russell disappeared on July 13th after calling 911. Uh, and when she called 911, she reported a toddler wandering along the highway. And then after the 911 call, she called a family member who heard her scream and then lost contact with her. So um, they didn't know where she was, couldn't find her. A massive search was launched with local, state, and federal agencies involved, plus a large group of volunteers that were coordinated by her family. Um, and the searchers did not find Carly Russell. But she came home on her own about two days later and said when she got home that she had, while she was trying to help the toddler on the side of the road, a man came out of the woods and forced her into a car. And after that, she said she didn't remember anything until she woke up or found herself in the trailer of a truck with the man and another woman. Um, and she said that she then escaped but was recaptured and taken to a house where she was undressed and photographs were taken of her. And then she escaped again and ran home. So her report raised suspicions because police were unable to verify her story, and officials had also found out that before she disappeared, she had made a bunch of Google searches about paying for Amber Alerts, about stealing money from a cash register without getting caught, and about the movie Taken, which I guess is about a kidnapping. So, um, so the police were, were suspicious, um, but people on, people online were angry, um, both that Russell may have been lying and also that if she were not lying, the potential kidnapping of a black woman might not have been being taken seriously. So adults and children of color are disproportionately kidnapped. For example, black children make up about 33% of all missing child cases, but a research study published in the 2015 Communication Research Reports found that missing black children only comprised 7% of media references. Black missing children are disproportionately labeled as runaways, which means that fewer resources are allotted to their safe return. Uh, for example, Amber Alerts are not issued for runaways. So um, while not every missing person case will get widespread media attention, those that do tend to be white victims. 
More than 30,000 black people in the U.S. remain missing at the end of 2022. And Treva Lindsay, who is a professor of women's gender and sexuality studies at Ohio State University, said that the Carly Russell case was actually one of the first times I've seen the groundswell around a missing black girl, a woman, in quite some time. Every missing person deserves that kind of investment. Lindsay said, we, black women, have to prove to people that we're worthy of empathy, worthy of care, worthy of protection, worthy of being believed. She cited misogynoir, a concept that refers to the simultaneous misogyny and racism that black women uniquely face, as a factor explaining why their cases have historically been downplayed. The journalist Gwen Ifill coined the term missing white woman syndrome in 2004 to describe the disparity. So, as we now know, on Monday, July 24th, Carly Russell's lawyer emailed a statement to police saying that Russell did not see a toddler along the road and that she had not been kidnapped. That Friday, Russell was charged with false reporting to law enforcement and falsely reporting an incident. Both are misdemeanors that carry up to a year in jail. Um, Carly Russell turned herself in and was released on a $1,000 bond for each charge. So that's my story for the week. Um, I know you have some background information for us. Oh, so much. And, and okay, so question number one. Have you ever run away? No. Never, ever. Did you ever? Have you? I did. I ran away when I was 12 years old for a couple oh of hours. Um, yeah. Really? So what happened was... Um, we were moving. We were moving from Florida to, um, at the time, it was going to be Seattle, and we were driving up the coast. We were going to stop in yeah. Pennsylvania, visit our grandparents, and then drive from Pennsylvania to Seattle, right? So, yeah. great. But I didn't want to. I wanted to stay in Florida forever, right? So, anyway, we were having a, called a yard sale, and my mom had to run and go get something. I forget what. And she was like, okay, you're in charge. And she pointed at the 12-year-old and then uh-huh. got in her adult car and drove off. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Took my sister with her, right? Because my sister oh my is gosh. too little to be left alone with the 12-year-old who's in charge of the yard sale. Right. Of right? the yard sale. Now, yeah. admittedly, it was a very slow yard sale, Right. Because single working mom and two kids, she, I, I don't even know that we put a sign up. We probably just opened the apartment door yeah. and we're like, ah, um, whatever. So this old couple, an old man and old woman um, came in and they bought mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff and I sold a lot of things to them for a dollar each. Wow. Yeah. Like our towels. Sold all of our towels. <laughs> for a dollar each. All of them. Oh my yep. gosh. And they oh wrote gosh. a check. They wrote a check. Oh, my gosh. Right? Oh, no. And they left. And my mom came home, and I was like, look, these old people came. Well, I don't think I said these old people, because we lived in Florida. Everybody was yeah. old. Hey, you know, you know <laughs> here, it's old things. Here's the check, right? And, and oh, what did you sell, right? You sold all the towels? <laughs> so my mother called them and told them that she was a nurse and that she had a skin condition and... They needed to bring those towels back because she didn't want them to use them because they might catch her rash. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Also, that is so fucking stupid. You really... And the the old couple said no and and hung up, right? My mother was very angry. And (laughs) I was very sad. And so I I, uh, ran out the front door 
and ran away and I hid. And then I don't even know how long it was, but I knew I waited long enough to know that like, I'm going to get in real trouble. Like I was mad and I was upset. And so I punished you by leaving, but I've been gone so long now. It's now it's something's different. It just a certain amount of time had hit where it was like, Oh shit, just got real for Theo. Um, and then um, whatever, I heard my mother screaming my name from her car, and I ran out, and she forgave me. And I think for a lot of people who run away, if you will, or decide to punish other people by, I don't know, but something bad happened to me. You're going to have feelings. Acting out. Uh, we all yeah. reached that point where shit got real. And I don't know where that happened yeah. for Carly, but let's look through the uh, through the timeline of what happened. Um, okay, so on Friday, July 28th, she surrendered to authorities. Um, she was with her attorney at the Hoover City Jail, and she's facing two misdemeanor charges, false reporting to law enforcement authorities and falsely reporting an incident. Um, each of the charges carry about a thousand bucks penalty each and punished um, or they're punishable by a year in jail and a $6,000 fine if convicted. We'll see what happens to her. Um, yeah. So, so this story broke. Actually, actually, you know what? We'll go through the timeline, and then we'll talk about uh, what happened while she was gone. So uh, the days before she disappeared, she disappeared on July 13th. So on July 11th, she uh, had an internet search for, do you have to pay for an Amber Alert? Then on July 13th at one o'clock in the morning, she uh, Googled how to take money from a register without being caught. And then on July 13th at two o'clock in the morning, she Googled the Birmingham bus station. And then about 30 minutes after that, she Googled one-way bus ticket from Birmingham to Nashville. And then um, on July 13th at noon, she Googled the movie Taken, which is about an FBI agent's daughter who is kidnapped and sold into sex slavery, and he rescues her. Mm. So um, so that's Thursday, around about noon, she's Googling the movie Taken, and then she goes to work, and she works part-time at a spa. Um, she's a nursing student, but she's got a part-time job in an upscale shopping center, uh, and she works in the spa. I don't know what her job is at the spa. Um, okay. She leaves work at just after 8 p.m. and she goes to a nearby business. She grabs dinner, a takeaway dinner, and then she stops at Target and she gets granola bars and Cheez-Its. Um, she stays in the parking lot for about an hour and then about 9.20 p.m. Uh, she leaves and then around about 9.30 p.m., she calls 911 to report a toddler on the highway. Did you hear any of the 911 call? No. So I will say I did listen to the 911 call. And mm -hmm. I didn't hear a woman that was like terribly concerned or afraid for this three-year-old child wandering along the side of the freeway alone at 9 o'clock at night, 9.30 at night, right? Huh. Uh, she sounded real casual. Real calm, said that, you know, she was uh, in her car um, watching the child and the 911 operators getting the description. Uh, it's a small 
male child wearing a white t-shirt and a diaper uh the child's white right Uh um so that's that's what she's reporting is happening the call lasts about two minutes and as i said uh, during the call she's very casual it's very mellow uh i for sure would be freaked out right i think i think anybody would be um so then after that call she calls a family member i've heard it described as her sister-in-law and then i've also heard it described as her brother's girlfriend right so one way or the okay. other, she calls yeah. a female who is attached to her brother um, and says that, oh, I've there's this kid and I've just called 911 and, oh, I'm going to go approach the child. Hi, little child. Are you OK? And then the uh-huh. phone drops and the girlfriend slash sister-in-law reports that she heard a scream. Right. Um, right. OK, great. So then she goes missing for 49 hours. And while she's missing, there's a lot of um, talk online about uh, the complete disregard that law enforcement officials have for people of color when they go missing and that um, this case deserved to be boosted and heard and absolutely agreed. And at the time, it was I remember thinking, gosh, that poor girl something doesn't feel right. I really hope it's not a hoax or a fraud or a scam. Um, And why do I say that? Because this element of a little child on the side of a freeway, it just feels like that's something straight out of a movie. That that doesn't happen. Mm And I'll say it doesn't happen in real life. Sure, it happens in real life. But it just, it just, it was an odd moment, right? Seems unlikely, yeah. yeah. Um, And, as I said, I remember thinking, I hope you're okay. I hope this isn't a scam because, mm-hmm. oh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after she returned home, Russell gave investigators um, her account of what happened. She said a man came out of the woods and mumbled that he was checking on the child. Um, and then somehow he forces her off of the freeway and over a fence. And then she just sort of forgets what's going on until she wakes up inside an 18-wheeler with a woman who feeds her cheese crackers and played with her hair. Huh. And, okay. It's a weird detail. Yeah, it's, a, it's a weird detail. Well, you know, don't let me stop myself from walking through the fields of speculation because I've got mm-hmm. a couple of things to ask you, right? Um, okay. And you're going to wear your medical doctor hat or your psychiatric doctor okay. hat. Uh, let's see here. And so uh, while she was missing, there was a massive search and uh, there were drones, there were state and federal um, agencies involved. It's all the things that you want to see when somebody goes missing, um, which is great. And so unfortunate that it turned out to be a lie. Um, Let's see here. So Russell gets home, shares her version of uh, events with her family and police. And then on uh, Monday, the 24th, Russell's lawyer emailed a statement to the Hoover police. um, And not even basically, it says, my client did not see a baby on the side of the road. Um, Then we get into the apology, which I'll save. 
Um, yeah, it it's it's it kind of stops right there. We're not sure today, mm-hmm. July 29th. Mm-hmm. You think I would have 30th. 30th? I have no idea what time it is, let alone the day um, <laughs> on July 30th. Really, why she did this? Um, I think it's clear she was asking for help. Um, Mm -hmm. I have heard, when I say I've heard, I mean, I've read online. She did it to get her boyfriend's attention. Apparently, he'd had a one-night stand with an exotic dancer. I've also heard that she did it because she wasn't graduating, and she was trying to hide that fact from her family. Could both Mm -hmm. things be true at the same time? Yeah, maybe, possibly. Sure. Um, Could it have been a mental health crisis? Sure. I mean, doesn't sound like a thing you dream up if you're feeling stable. Right. Um, and so the, I'll say the one thing that really uh, stood out to me in this was uh, that the child was white, right? And right. I wonder if she felt that she had to add a white victim in here in order to get more attention. Get attention. And, and not for herself, yeah. but just... Just to activate, like, people will be activated for a white person in Jeopardy. Right. Maybe. That's not unlikely, I bet. Yeah, I, I you know, obviously I've got nothing on that. Um, and then the fact that the woman played with her hair um, also... That's weird. Point, well, but there is that trope of uh, of white people touching white black wanting to touch people's black hair. Yeah. Hair. And, yeah. And so... Could that element could be in there from that as well? Um, right. I mean, who who can say other than you? And you Not just me. said right, so <laughs> so I'm right. Yeah. So that's a possibility. So those two pieces, and you know, whenever a story like this breaks, whenever it's um, oh my gosh, somebody shouted mean words at me at a truck at a truck stop and then jumped out of the truck and kicked me and put a noose around my neck it's i don't want to say it's always a lie but it's it's always a lie so let me share some of these it's always a lie kidnapping stories with you um so carly russell is not the only person in all of history to ever faked their own kidnapping um let's go back to october of 2008 and you might remember a presidential candidate named McCain, who was running as a Republican. Um, this was pre-Trump, and McCain felt like as bad as it could get. Ha! Huh, who knew? And uh, <laughs> a volunteer for his campaign named Ashley Todd told police in Pittsburgh that she'd been savagely beaten and robbed by a black man who had carved a B oh. in her face for Barack Oh, uh-huh. yeah. And he did that after seeing her McCain bumper sticker. However, the bee was carved backwards on her face. Yep. Right. And it was immediately revealed that she made the entire thing up. So, huh, okay. Um, how about if I said Jesse Smollett or Smollett? That sounds familiar. Jesse yep. Smollett. Yeah. It sounds familiar. If I said he was an actor on a very popular big show called started with an E, it wasn't Embassy, it wasn't Encore. Oh, Empire. Entourage? That was it. Yes, oh, which was a really good show. I liked it for a long time. Didn't see it. Um, 
So Smollett was fined and sentenced to nearly um, a year in probation for um, faking a hate crime where he had been attacked on the street by two men who uh, were yelling MAGA stuff at him, Donald Trump supporters, and they threw a rope around his neck, and I forget what. They threw vodka in his face, and then it was like, oh, one of them's the brother of some guy that he works out with, and the other one's the guy that he works out with, and was he... He and the guy that he worked out with, were they having an affair? No, but then yes. Oh. And may, it just really confused. And so the short version of a long story is that um, that, let's see, it couldn't have been March. Oh, I was going to say it can't have been March of 2003. And it's not. It was 2023. That's why. Yep. <laughs> so uh, in March of this year, 2023, this has been dragging on for a few years now. Um, attorneys for Jesse Smollett filed an appeal challenging the actor's disorderly conduct conviction. The defense is arguing that the conviction should be overturned because his right to due process was violated. And basically, for the last few years, his attorneys have been playing dirty legal tricks, trying to delay and drag mm-hmm. out the process. And my assumption is the longer they can drag it out, the more people forget. And eventually it's going to be a giant who fucking cares. And then mm-hmm. n- not case dismissed, but maybe like, okay, time served. You're we're done with it. Pay your fee. Let's go. Right. Um, and uh, we'll see what the court says about that. At the moment, Jesse Smollett is not acting, but he did just finish his directorial debut for a film called oh. B-Boys. Blues. We'll see what happens with that. Um, Now, let's talk about the queen of, I've been kidnapped. All these horrible people are doing mean things to me. It's nonstop. Sherry Papini. Don't know if that California mother, uh, that California mother, she is a mother from California. Uh (laughs) Trying to read and riff at the same time, and it's not working out at all. So um, she faked her own kidnapping in 2016, uh, and her hoax was exposed with the help of advances in DNA. Uh, She was sentenced to a year and a half in prison in September of 2022. Don't quite know what's up with her or where she's at, but she's the woman that was out for jog and then kidnapped by two Mexican women who were mean to her for like two months. She was gone for a long time. I don't oh, yeah. Well, she's the classic uh, missing white woman, right? Where she's pretty okay. and blonde and young and married. Uh-huh. And it's two young kids. And uh, was she a health instructor? Whatever. She's living that very privileged, beautiful, blonde woman life, right? Um, uh-huh. Out for jog, kidnapped, um, two Mexican women that she never saw for the like 49 days that she was missing. Um, but she knew they were Mexican and great. Uh-huh. Uh, no, she was with her boyfriend, uh, her like oh ex-boyfriend from a long time ago who, who just popped up. I don't remember all the details because, um, well, but I will say at the time that she was missing, I did not have a, huh, that seems odd. It seemed perfectly 
reasonable that a woman jogging in the middle of the day would be kidnapped. You know, unfortunately, it's the world that Mm -hmm. we live in. I don't know if you know that. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. And now uh, to our last one, Joanne, um, Joanne Grinside is how I'll pronounce her last name. Mm -hmm. She uh, was an aerobics teacher from Harpenden, England, and she staged her own disappearance a few days before Christmas in 1992. She suffered from bulimia, and she didn't want to have to like be around all the food during the holiday season, and oh so she faked her own kidnapping so that she would not oh be. Oh my gosh, that's yeah, dramatic. It's a, it's a bit much. You a little excessive, yeah. Could uh, fake the flu? Yeah, exactly. That's a little easier. That, yeah, that's a good reason to stay home. And, wow. But you know, I always have the answers after the fact. It's scientifically proven <laughs> okay oh so let's hit that apology in okay so the apology was provided by uh carly russell's lawyer to the hoover alabama police and uh they read they made the statement um i think it was friday um and the apology slash statement said my client has given me permission to make the following statement on her behalf There was no kidnapping on Thursday, July 13th, 2023. My client did not see a baby on the side of the road. My client did not leave the Hoover area when she was identified as a missing person. My client did not have any help in this incident, but this was a single act done by herself. My client was not with anyone or at any hotel with anyone during the time she was missing. My client apologizes for her actions to this community, the volunteers who were searching for her, to the Hoover Police Department and other agencies as well. Um, as to her friends and family. We ask for your prayers for Carly as she addresses her issues and attempts to move forward, understanding that she made a mistake in this matter. Carly again asks for your forgiveness and prayers. So that's the statement, a little short. Um, Let's go through the points that we usually review. Uh, Was there an expression of regret? Not really, kind of, but not really. Uh, There was no explanation of what went wrong. There was an acknowledgement of responsibility in that she said that it was a single act done by herself. Not really what I would look for in an acknowledgement of responsibility, but uh, it does exist. There was a declaration of repentance. She asked for forgiveness and said she was sorry. Uh, there was no offer of repair. Uh, she didn't say she was going to donate t- her time to you know, volunteering for people who are missing or send anybody any money or do anything of any sort um, to make amends. Uh, and there was a request for forgiveness. So I would rate this apology uh, written by her lawyer a three. And um, she didn't really address the impacts that her actions would have on how seriously future missing people might be taken. So that take, takes a lot of points off the apology for me. Um, actually, I'm thinking a three might be a little high, and I'm probably going to give it a two. So I would give this a two or a 2.5. Uh, what do you think of her uh, statement, Theo? So I, uh, giving it a three, I'm going to stick with a three. I agree the three feels high, but I can't exactly duplicate everything you do all the time. So I will stick at three and not reduce (laughs) to 2.5. Yeah, yeah. It's um, what, what would have been nice would have been something along the lines of, and I am sorry for the distress that I my story has created. Yeah. Uh, for people who yeah. are truly missing, or for the family, you know what I mean. Just like, 
Exactly. Something along those lines. It also would have been nice if she would have apologized herself, like if she would have made a statement. But I mean, I kind of understand why they didn't want probably all the hubbub surrounding her um, to distract from the statement itself. But I think that she probably should have. I mean, clearly she didn't write this statement. Um, It just sounds like something a lawyer would write. And I think that she should have been able to at least read the statement. Yeah, no, her her attorney's doing absolutely the right thing, um, and she may not be in a state right now where she could apologize. Yeah, well, uh, who? I mean, who knows? Or that may be the case they're going to try and make in court that she wasn't herself and was not able to um, make a motion in her own defense but right i mean it yeah. well and what so she was missing for two days um and that is a lot of manpower and hours and stuff like that um i don't think she should have to go to jail for this but you know should she be uh-huh. fined sure yep totally um feel for her i hope it wasn't uh something she did to get her boyfriend's attention because he broke up with right. her because of this. Yeah. And released a statement on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, we're just going to say he's not a fan of Carly Russell and the fake kidnapping. Here's what he said. Um, by the way, he has 70,000 followers. So, yeah. Okay. I'm sure they all came on uh what do I know? Maybe he maybe he had 70,000 before she disappeared, but I imagine that a lot of people just started following him because, uh, you know. As a result of the missing. Well, when when um, women go missing, the husband or the boyfriend is usually the reason why she went yes. missing. Um, okay, so here's what he says. Carly's actions created hurt, confusion, and dishonesty. I was made aware of the false narrative after coming to the defense of my ex, Carly Russell. Myself and my family's nature was to react in love and genuine concern. We are disgusted from the outcome of this entire situation. I strongly feel exactly like you all, blindsided with Carly's actions. This is still an ongoing investigation, but with all of the recent information in her confession now, we gain closure with this situation. Thank you to all of my family, friends, and the nation for support through this. I also want to send my prayers and thanks to Ms. Angela Haley Harris, her team, and all of the volunteers. Thank you again for your unwavering support. The severity in this matter has not been overlooked, and I deeply respect the genuine support shared during the situation. Please continue to keep us in your prayers with love, Tomar. And that's one thing that came out of this. There's a woman... um, the woman that he refers to being Angela Haley Harris, her daughter uh, was also, I think, abducted, but went missing and unfortunately didn't survive. Um, And so the minute that, uh, yeah, the minute that Ms. Harris heard about the, uh, the Russell situation, she called the parents and said, I'm going to help. How can I help? I I know what it's like to be the parent, and I know what it's like to have the police in your home, and I know what it's like to put up those posters, and I'll help you put up those posters. Let me come over and help, right? And then it was a fake. Yeah. And so um, I get that Carly never wanted it to to get that big, 
it she either just didn't want to tell her family she didn't graduate which i would have figured out when you didn't graduate yeah um but then yeah. also getting your boyfriend's attention uh, yeah hopefully that's not the cause yeah. that's a little a little bit much a little bit much. Okay. Um, so I sort of have a who's sorry now, and who's sorry now is me because I don't have a who's sorry now. Oh, good. I looked for I looked for one or for an apology expected, and I couldn't really find anything. So um, I just I just couldn't do it. So I don't know if you have one or not. You're off the hook. You are lucky, lucky, Thank lucky. You. Uh, you are welcome. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I do. Um, it's kind of an easy one, but um, apology expected, and it will be from the government for the uh-huh. UFO cover-up that's been going on for like the last 30 years, oh. according to David Grush, who testified on July 26th in front of uh, Congress and in front of some big yeah. committee hearing, and... Uh, I have been nothing but focused on this stupid UFO story, right? And Oh, good, because I have questions. Okay, well, please, let me tell you everything that you need to know right now. Um, yeah, awesome. it, it's, uh, it's crazy that uh, you have people sworn under oath in front of Congress who are sane, right? Who are uh-huh, saying... Uh-huh. Oh, we have crashed UFOs and we have uh, bodies, uh-huh. right? Right. And it's just not a news story. It, well, I don't think anyone believes it. I just, well, I bet, yeah, exactly. Because there is no proof beyond, hi, someone told me. I mean, who me. is this guy that's testifying? I mean, what's it, what are his qualifications? What's his deal? Um, I do not know his title. <laughs> or the department that he worked for. I mean, for. is he just some Yahoo off the street? I mean, oh, this, no, did he no, work no. for NASA? Uh, he's he's actually like um a a real um highly respected military uh officer and okay. he was put in charge of this uh program that's looking at uh black box expenditures so like well, money in the okay. government. That it's a lot of money, but we don't know what we're paying it Where for. Where's this money Where going? It? Where's it coming from? Yeah. Where's it going to? And so, um, over the years, he's been tipped off about this unnamed organization that's involved in all of these UFO crashes, and the, this mm-hmm. unnamed organization has come up a few times from different people, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Huh, I wonder what's up with." And he knows the name of the organization. He's just not saying it. Um, wonder what's up with this department that keeps appearing and then, like, nothing happens after the department gets involved. So he calls that department and he's like, hey, I need information on X, Y, and Z. So he was performing within the role of his function, right? Uh, mm-hmm. He was not playing Nancy Drew. Oh, I'm going to figure out flying saucers and then John F. Kennedy's assassination. He wasn't doing that. <laughs> this was within the scope of function. And he never received any um, any information. And then he was basically told um, to shut up and go away and mind his own business and play in his own sandbox. And so uh, he didn't. He kept requesting. And then he started to face retaliation. 
So he filed um, a whistleblower complaint saying, all mm-hmm. I'm trying to do is find out why these bitches are always getting in the way and they will not do the thing they're supposed to do, which is give me the information I'm requesting. Right. right. And so, um, so he filed this whistleblower complaint and then a couple of people in Congress and none of my fans of, right. Like, mm-hmm. ugh. But uh, Kristen Gillibrand um, is mm-hmm. one of the people who's heading this uh, investigation. She's making a lot of noise, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Marco Rubio's another one. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did see Jamie Raskin in the hearing, and I did see him ask uh, uh, questions. And so there were, mm-hmm. like, other real players in there. Um, so this guy's legitimate, and but he's not claiming that he saw anything himself. He is saying, over the years, I have been informed, and I have been told, and these are by people, okay. and he'll name them and all that, right? Um, and so right. the other two guys I've, I don't know, two other guys also spoke, mm-hmm. um, but why it's, why it's of interest is he's the highest-ranking military officer to ever come forward and say something like this publicly on record, and it would absolutely be I a see. career killer. Um, and so, who sure. knows, right? But uh, this was sure. uh, investigation one. There will be more. And so, okay. at, a, at a certain stage, oh, something, something's got to happen. And the hope is that um, because Grush filed a whistleblower's complaint, um, mm-hmm. that other people, air quotes around other people, in the government will see that mm-hmm. like, oh, Grush opened his mouth and he's okay hmm, maybe I will take mm-hmm. these photos and share them with the media now. Uh, so I see. I don't know. We'll see. So what he said basically was that we have technology and biologics that are of non-human yep. origin. And okay. uh, introduced the phrase NHI, non-human intelligence. Uh, and so is that like walruses or is that like extraterrestrial? Well, so here's the here's the line he will not cross, right? Grush does not mm-hmm. he'll, like he'll use the word extraterrestrial, but it'd be very very careful to if he uses that word to say, I do not know that they are from this universe, from another planet, mm-hmm. from another dimension. I'm not saying that they're they have any agenda. I know nothing about them. Therefore, the most I can tell you is they've been described to me as non-human intelligence. Mm-hmm. So, okay. you know, um, and I'm going to say like that, this is, this is where I'm going to get uh, uh, Carly rustled in that I'm just going to yeah. believe the story that I'm told. And then later it's going to turn <laughs> out not to be true. And then I'm going to have to say, I believed right. it instead of like, I thought something was off. Um so I bet people I, were telling me this want stuff to as a distraction. It. Yeah. Yo, totally. I mean, it, it, is it a distraction? No, I think it's happening because it's happening. But uh, is it is it distracting? Yeah, totally. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's very distracting. <laughs> awesome. So that's uh, I'll keep you oh, informed as, you. as it unrolls. Yes, it's do. And I certainly want to know if the government apologizes for anything on on this uh, story. Can't wait to evaluate that one. 
it'll be a solid 10. Yeah. They always are, those government apologies. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for this week, guys. That um, is it. Gals. Um, yay. Um, we will see you again next week, I think. Um, stay cool, cucumbers, and don't trip potato chips. Bye-bye. I don't want to say bye-bye, don't cry again, but I'm worried. I did. <laughs> that's fine. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. <laughs>